Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yeah, good morning. Welcome back to Sky Sports Radio with Dave Stanley, Luke Marlowe here, Racing HQ, and we thank Brittany Graham for her efforts this morning on On the Pace. It's one of our favourite things every Thursday, though. Time to chat with Mick Cowley from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. And Mick, what about last night? Uh, we saw Jack Smith in action. I tell you what, I was very, very impressed uh, with a few of those runners in the new sensation heats, mate. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Yeah, no, Jack uh, Jack had a couple of very smart ones last night. They both ran the same time, 29.66, a Rinker Riley and, of course, Jungle Juice, who he's got a uh, he's got a big rap on. I, I did have a chat to him after both of the dogs won, and it's interesting, uh, Jungle Juice, I said, you yeah, know, you've got a you've got a fairly good opinion of this, and he said, well, you know, it's, it's made a group final, it's a good start. I said, what about a comparison to, uh, to Fennel Frankie? Quickly shut that down. He said, no, oh. no, no, nothing, no, nothing compared to the feral. I'm sorry. And Mick, there, I tell you what, be careful with that line of questioning. They, they sometimes uh, they want to deflect. They don't want to make these comparisons, uh, particularly in the thoroughbred world as well. They don't want to up- upset different ownership groups. But um, oh, the feral's got a special place in his heart, no doubt. Oh, mate, almost almost as much as Dave's heart. I would yeah. say. <laughs> almost. No, it was uh, it was a great night's racing actually. Oh, and, the feral. And look, <laughs> there was a uh, the fastest of the qualifiers was a, was a dog called Louis Rumble who uh, is trained by Steve Kavanagh uh, up in the Northern Rivers. Uh, Steve would be very well known to to greyhound racing people. He obviously had the dog back in the eighties, uh, a dog called Brother Fox, which was considered one of the best of all time. And uh, eleven years ago, Steve won the Golden Easter Egg with Cosmic Rumble, who's the grandfather of uh, Louis Rumble. So Steve uh, mentioned that he was considering putting the dog in the Easter egg this year but he brought it to Wentworth Park and, and gave it a trial and then gave it a, a, a race start and it missed the start hopelessly on both occasions so he thought well I, I can't put it in against the good dogs and, and it's going to miss the start there's no point doing that so he decided to go with the new sensation um, put it in last night came out of box four and hit the ground running and, and never looked like being headed so yeah he's uh, he's got a, a runner in a feature race on golden Easter egg night on April 10 it's just not in the uh, the golden Easter egg but uh, he sure does have fond memories of that night 11 years ago in 2010 when Cosmic Rumble did win the Easter egg. Yeah, he was one of my favourites, Cosmic Rumble, and a great sire, Mick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, prolific sire. Uh, <laughs> passed away, I think, from maybe last year. Um, but, yeah, has has a lot of lot of yeah, good bloodlines throughout, a lot of good dogs, uh, in not just in New South Wales, right throughout the country. Mm. Uh, and, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it... Uh, if, Cosmic Rumble featured in the Cracking Dozen, which we've uh, we've heard a few of this week, and the countdown's on for that. So well, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up somewhere. Yeah, no doubt. And actually, Mick, you should uh, hang around today because after 11 o'clock, we might uh, keep you with us for the reveal of the Cracking Dozen. Oh, uh, we're up to number nine. We're up to mate, number nine. So. I've been listening to him so far. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very impressive, and the countdown's number been- one. Have you been happy with them? Because I'm hoping someone from Nine's listening. You know that twenty to one show they did. I'm sort of digging up for a possibility of the. Actually, I, I do love. I, I, it's something that Sky, um, maybe Grand Race New South Wales. Uh, I know that other media uh, companies do it, but I do love these countdowns. I think it's great looking forward and trying to find a winner, but it's also great to reflect on some of these past champions, and it also also spurs. Uh, you know, I said this yesterday. You always remember where you were when you backed a particular dog or saw a champion. I think um, I'd love to see him more done. 
Oh, mate, you're absolutely right. Everyone loves nostalgia. Uh, yeah, whether it takes you back to a, a younger, more innocent time, a, a younger time when you could actually find a winner or you were a bit had a bit of cash in your pocket. Uh, yeah, everyone loves reflecting back. And, and I'm, I'm like you. You, know, you you remember those champions that you were on track to see or, or the, the champions that you actually backed um, before they were champions, all those sorts of things. You'd have, Dave, I'm sure, plenty of memories of Feral Frankie and some of his performances. Well, yeah, as I've said to you before, Oh, uh, the night in Fiji, uh, watching mm. when he won that first million dollar chase qualifier, and and also the one thing I'll never forget with the feral is when I used to host a catching pen where I said, "Oh, the feral," and I remember Jason Adams and Jason Lincoln both saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't say that on air. You can't call, you can't call this dog feral." I said, "Hang on a second. I said, let's. This is a name. This is what we need. We need a name that will sort of the young." The younger folk will get onto, and they did, and I think that's uh, that's what made him so. His race performances as well, but you know when things like that happen off the track and on the track, I think it's the perfect marriage. Oh, mate, you're absolutely right. Have you ever thought about what you'd call a dog if you ever had one, Dave? Uh, I've heard. I've got a few. What was it? What Marlowe's had a few dogs. It's actually something that I look. I know Jack carved me up the other day on uh, going greyhounds with Mark Olmus. Um, about, you know, me not putting my hand in my pocket and all this. But I have mentioned to Jack numerous times about getting a feral Frankie pup and him training it. I'm still waiting for the call, Jack. Now, I know that, uh, you know, the uh, the Jungle Juice team there to the Mesos and St. George, they're on speed dial for you, mate. Like, so you've just dropped me, got you all that publicity with feral Frankie, now he can't even ring me back, Jack. So <laughs> I don't know if there's an outage with Telstra and Forbes or around that area, but, uh, Jack, if you're listening, give us a call, mate. Mate, maybe, um, it, maybe it's something to do with the uh, the putting your hands in your pocket part, Dave. Mate, plenty of cash. Hey, I, I said to Jack, I'll put my hand in my pocket if it's a fast one. But uh, mate, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to put the hand in the cash for you to go to Bathurst to run last no, on Tuesday. Mick, the, on. Only, the only time Stanley puts his hand in the pocket is if there's a cop around. He just puts the two hands in the pocket. Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. Now back to these these heats. What about flying Ricardo? Twenty twenty nine twenty two. Airborne, Wow's gone twenty nine thirty eight, and Tommy Shelby twenty nine forty. The big guns all on fire, weren't they, Mick? But they were indeed, and that's what you want in a in a feature race series, yeah, you know, particularly a series over three weeks. You want the gun dogs to get through, and yeah, uh, yeah that's what they did out of the heats. They all performed up to what they uh, they can do. Shimmer Shine was the obvious exception. It, it missed the kick and then got squeezed straight after the jump, then got checked while making a run up the back end. Unfortunately, missed out on getting through the semi-finals. But as you said, the the other gun ones, the Wow, Tommy Shelby, uh, Flying Ricardo, twenty nine twenty two. That's mm. just unheard. Of. You know, Fernando Bale never went that quick, and we all know how good he was. And obviously, uh, tracks get better and, and training techniques get better and all that, but you know, you've still got to run the hands off the clock, and that's what that dog does. It's, is, just, it's phenomenal. Is that the same time Punch One Out went when she held the record for a while? 29 22? I think it was around, it was definitely around that. I, I, I think it could have been nearly exact. No, it was it was actually I think it was twenty seven uh, twenty nine twenty seven twenty nine twenty seven was it okay and then uh, yeah then Shaky Jakey obviously came out and went twenty nine oh seven which may never be well I know a lot of people thought it may never be uh, touched but who knows these days you know if, mm. if Flying Ricardo can get that close um, yeah. who knows what the future holds but. Yeah, as you said, it's it's fast times. Everyone loves fast times, don't they? Yeah, yeah. and and the dogs are just running these fast times at the moment. The way the um, the way the semis have, have worked out too, it's 
with semi-final series, we only have two lots of semis each year, one for the Magic Maiden and one for the Golden Easter Egg. And the way they are done, it's it's a matrix that puts together the semi-final field. So it's all done on times. You basically have your, your 10 winners' times listed from fastest to slowest, then your 10 second times, your 10 third times, and, uh, and the additional fourth that you need to get into the 32 runners. And then there's a matrix that basically splits them up. So the, the fastest time, the second fastest, third fastest, fourth fastest, they all have a semi each, and then everything just filters around those based on time. So that's why a few people said, oh, you know, how lucky is this? The, the four good dogs have all been split up, but that's the way the matrix works for the semifinals. So, wow, Flying Ricardo, Fernando Bluey, and uh, Tommy Shelby, they were the four fastest, and they're in uh, their own semifinals, and you know, with every chance to get through to the final. Do they do that on purpose, split up the really headline acts, or is it just luck of the draw? It's totally luck of the yeah, times. Okay. If if uh, <laughs> if a dog, another dog, uh, you know, let's say Winlock on top, had run quicker than, than Tommy Shelby um, and pushed it outside the four, then Tommy could have been in the same semi-final as Flying wow. Ricardo. Hey, so it, that's what they tell you, the promoters secretly. They're, hey, we better split up these good dogs so they all make the final. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not disappointing that they're all a part no, of can all, all make the final, that's for sure. So, And look, you, know, you would hope, I know the markets tell you that too, that, uh, that they will all get through and, and you'd yeah. love to see the four of them uh, get through with a couple of other good ones as well. Just finally, before we move on to the cracking dozen, um, Tommy Shelby last week, I was in an Uber t- going out for dinner and I just flicked on the, the app to watch the race and hear the bat call, um, Tommy. And I just looked at the dollar eighty, and, I mean, it's easy to say now, but I just thought it was money for jam, Mick. Um, and, and he just pinged, and that race was just all over straight away because from those wide boxes, he's just got so much speed, he can just carve over. And that's the way it worked out. Yeah. Uh, that was funny because, uh, obviously, connections do like to put the slows on dogs at time and you know, talk about visitors' boxes and you know, going to be hard to get across from out there and all, all these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, it's never in doubt. Yeah, thirty metres after the jump, it was all over. It? As you said, a dollar rating at that uh, value. That's for sure. I think he came up about a dollar seventy or so from uh, from the one box for the semi-final so yeah, to me that's not bad odds either there is a bit of speed in the race but the speed's mm. out wide and it's, uh, and it's wide runners as well so you would imagine Tommy you'll, if he can nail the start again he'll be uh, he'll be in front round the first term and they won't be catching him yeah absolutely and give me the gold medal in the uh, post-race expert stakes uh, I've got the cash <laughs> there Mate, um, so far in the cracking dozen, we've had Zipping Bailey at number 12 from 2019. We've had Cyrus the Virus uh, at 11 from 2003. And yesterday we had Mancunian Girl from way back in 1994 at number 10. Great story around that, that she actually had a a serious health scare when she Mm. had a a brisket bone and it perforated her stomach, but made a full recovery, went on to win an Easter egg in the Australian Cup. Number nine is next. Um, you've floated a few options that could be coming up ahead. Uh, we've still got some of the greats to come, but yep. this is a great countdown, isn't it, Mick? Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, a few people that I know at Greyhound Racing New South Wales have, have been talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder who number one's going to be. You know, could it be Tentil Doll? Yeah, could it be someone else? Uh, there's plenty of options because there's so many good dogs. You know, Ultrasense, the first ever winner, could be it. Um, but we've got, as you said, we've got nine to go. And uh, I'll be very interested to see how they do all pan out. You know, as I said, culminating on, uh, on Easter egg final day, April the 10th, uh, we see who number one is. Well, let's not wait any more and build the suspense any further. We're all keen to know who is ninth on the cranking dozen. 
The Cracking Dozen. We're set. Ready for the egg. Number nine. Cosmic Rumble 2010. A greyhound that was owned in wonderful connections. People had had a lot of involvement in greyhound racing. Trained by Steve Cavanagh up on the north coast. He was a great friend of Tony Lockett, of course, from the Aussie rural world. And uh, it was wonderful to see great people there on that particular night celebrating with Steve Cavanagh. A very, very strong greyhound. Went on to a wonderful stud career. Racing fancy Mandy, Mr. Ruffer began well and so did Banger Harvey looking for the lead. They were followed next by Proven Jet over on the fence was Cosmic Rumble. Fancy Mandy's back to third. Next in the race was Bogey Bomber. The tail end pair, Hyder and Full Blast down the back. And Banger Harvey shows the way by five. Second is Ruff and Fancy Mandy check to third. Here comes Cosmic Rumble. A gap on the field. Proven Jet, Bogey Bomber and Full Blast, Hyder. Homeward bound, Banger Harvey is the leader. Cosmic Rumble's the one. Cosmic Rumble moved up. That's the lead and it's too good. Cosmic Rumble takes out the Easter egg. One of the great golden Easter eggs. Well, Mick, uh, you hinted that you were thinking Cosmic yeah. Rumble was coming up. You didn't know that he was, in fact, number nine. I thought you might have been given a spoiler, but uh, there he was, 2010, Cosmic Rumble. Clairvoyant Cowley, Clairvoyant Cowley. <laughs> What's happening with the weather next week? Fantastic timing, that was it. Yeah, Louis Rumble winning last night, Cosmic Rumble, Rumble they're cracking dozen, number nine today. Hey, couldn't have scripted that better, could we? Well, maybe Kev has the crystal ball. Uh, Kevin Wolf, who's uh, put this together, he must have known that uh, the, the son of Cosmic Rumble was going to win. And then, oh, well, but put, better put Cosmic as number nine uh, a day or two or a week later. I wish you'd have told me a couple of days ago. Yeah, we could have backed it, I know. He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't tip as a winner. Mate, uh, been a lot of fun as always. Um, that's going Greyhounds for this Thursday and the cracking dozen rolls on. We're up to number eight next, so uh, the countdown will roll on. And it will indeed, and when we uh, next chat, it'll be number three, so that's, uh, that'll be getting to the pointy end. It will be only a couple of days away from the Golden Easter Egg final. Look forward to it, Mick. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good Easter. Thank you very much. That uh, Mick Cowley, I tell you what, they're listening. Ray Smith's got in contact with me, uh, Marlo. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, what's, he, what's he said, Ray? Well, I've just sent you uh, a message to you and the boys. Um, uh-huh. So we might be getting a, a bitch by Feral Frankie. Yeah, well, I, I hope he applies a bit of uh, pressure to you to uh, to fork out. But I'm going to put a bit of pressure on you, mate. Uh, I know you forked out for one dog, but you need to fork out for another dog. I know. You well, as, this journey with me. Well, I've, as you know, I've got a few greyhounds. Um, I've still got one, actually, up in central Queensland. He's running around in a Easter egg final at Bundaberg uh, this week. Overtime, the mighty dog. He's uh, he's won 23 races, DS. He's been a star up there, Darren That's Taylor. Outstanding. So, um, look, I'm just not sure about having you in the syndicate. I mean, you'd stop COVID, so um, <laughs> that's the only concern I've got. But I'll go in. I'll go in. Okay. All right, okay. <laughs> well, we just need to get a group together. About 10 people. How All about right. that? Well, anyone who's interested, uh, get Are involved. Are we opening it up to Why not? the, the Why not? world? Right-o. Why not? Um, the... Let's have some fun. It's a it, it's great ride, Greyhound ownership. Uh, they race every week. You can go to the pub, make it a bit of a social thing because they, they race at night and if you get the cash, well, usually you're running up to work next day a little bit uh, car, so it could be a lot of fun, DS. <laughs> Very good. <laughs>